Hello, beautiful woman. Welcome to Range Woman, the variety show. Range to me is defined as the ability to take on multiple tasks or projects simultaneously, efficiently, and effectively, whilst being able to tap into and or embody the energetic states required for each of the tasks or projects with ease, flow, and grace. My name is Lala Angela Wang, and it is my intention through featuring a range of amazing women that I have come across in my life to inspire you too to follow your dreams, your desires, and creating the life of your dreams. I am a huge believer that we can all have it all in this lifetime, perhaps just not all at once. So if you so desire, join me on an amazing journey to discover your inner range. Good morning! Oh my God. (laughs) It's 6 a.m. on Sunday at the moment here in Sydney, Australia. So it's a very early good morning, good morning, good morning. (laughs) How are you all? I am Lala Angela Wang, the host to Range Woman, the variety show. Today, it gives me a great pleasure. I am absolutely buzzing at the moment because I am interviewing somebody who is doing the same things I'm doing and there's not many of us sometimes. So I get really giggly and excited and it always excites me to know that there are more women in more male-dominating industries that are killing it in their career as well as killing it in other areas of their lives and created businesses out of a desire, a passion, a something, something that lights them up. So today, it gives me great pleasure to welcome Sam Rizolki. I hope I pronounced her name correctly. I did ask. <laughs> All the way from Canada. Um, I'm just like, Super, super excited. So for those of you who don't know what range woman means, range women are essentially women who has multiple passions and they can, now this is a word that I really, really try to avoid, that's um, hustling, but also women who are tackling and juggling, right? I believe when we are in our zone of genius, we flow between the various of our passions and just be happy and the key is to be able to flow through with ease flow and most importantly plenty of pleasure so please help me welcome Sam Rizzoki onto the show hello 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 Sam did I pronounce your name correctly I was laughing but yes you did good job thank you (laughs) thanks for having me Oh, thank you for coming on. So I generally start the show by asking questions perhaps a lot of people wouldn't opening up their show mm-hmm. with. So before we jump on, we spoke about, you know, your passion about helping mm-hmm. refuge women. Mm-hmm. So I yeah. want to talk about that because I know you came from, is it Iran? Yes. Yep. What's that journey like and what made you make the decision to migrate to Canada on your own? Because that's a massive decision, isn't it? 
It is a massive decision, but uh, I think I was so passionate. Um, I guess uh, I'm a petroleum engineer, so this is my mm -hmm. background. And I was so passionate to kind of like try and uh, work in other companies like outside of my country and see what how mm. they operate and get gain those experience and um, kind of like move around and like have another experience in my life of living in another country. Mm -hmm. And it is not easy to kind of like just being by yourself and just moving here and just make sure everything is fine. But I was lucky enough that I had a job offer when I moved here. So, oh. so the company made me a, a job offer. So I came here and uh, I was like kind of I wasn't that kind of person like coming and don't know what, what they are supposed to do. Mm -hmm. I had my plan ahead and like. As an engineer, usually you're planning it, I guess. That's so good. I was going to uh, say, right? like, a lot of people, they would just do it. And I yeah. think from your background and the way that, obviously, you were trained, yeah, it makes sense. And mm -hmm. that's such a good advice, though, if you really find moving into another country or, I guess, trying something new, scary, yeah. plan it out, right? Exactly. And, uh, yeah, I wasn't that much brave to just come in and just jump in and say, hey, this is it. This is me in the new country and I have to find a job and, and do that. And I really appreciate that other people do that. So for all of that reason, I um, when I started my own business and I was like, I was keep thinking like there are lots of people, they are immigrating to Canada and they have some skill set that mm -hmm. they can bring it in. Right. And mm -hmm. uh so why we are not kind of like training them and just make that happen. That's the huge dream, dream that I'm following and see like if I can kind of like be part of that journey, that would be great. And, uh, and I kind of like started collaborating with a nonprofit organization here in Canada. They're helping uh, refuge women to build their own business and settle down here, which is very interesting because when you move to a new country, uh, like it's new language for lots of people mm -hmm. like me yeah. and you have to settle down with the culture and uh, and now if you have some idea and you want to start a business you don't know how to do it so mm -hmm. these people are doing the amazing job trying to kind of like uh, help women um, their main they, they are helping all the refuge people but they have a program that they are basically just uh, for the women basically to uh, start their own business and help them out and for the collaboration the first collaboration that we are going to do is going to start like next week and uh, we are uh, kind of giving back giving back 10 percent of our sales to that refuge program so let me just add up to that. So if you jump onto Sam's website, Pensada, right now, there's actually a 30% discount for your first order and they ship worldwide. And yes. then out of your purchase, the 10% actually goes out to this program that helps refugee women starting their business. Is that correct? Correct. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah. So this is what I'm going to say for anyone who purchased a bag on the back of the show for the next seven days, if you purchase the bag, um, I will personally contributing an additional 10% to the program. So if you purchase the wow. bag, um, wow. let me know and say you literally quote the show, um, say range, I watched the Range Woman show and watch your chat yeah. with Sam. 
I will personally contribute another 10% towards that. Oh my God, I'm getting a goosebump. Um, so basically, yeah, you can, you can use this code, jumpstart30, jumpstart30, and you get the 30% off. And uh, if you need, if you have any question, and you can basically send an email to me, hello at pensata.com. I will personally reply to your email. Wow. So you personally reply to all the emails? Uh, yeah, for now, yes. I have a VA that uh, she's really helping on the social media and everything. But really, I, the way that I am building my business, I'm face of my business. And for now, uh, I'm kind of like um, responding to every email. Mm. and uh, any messages on the Facebook, Instagram. So basically, I will be kind of like the person to kind of replying to your emails, basically. Yeah. That is amazing. I'm going to come back to that and ask you, how do you flow between the various <laughs> passions that you've got? But first of all, I think Australia needs to get to know you more. Who is Sam? How did you become a, did you say a petroleum engineer? engineer? Yeah, make sure I get the technical terms right. Yeah, and then how did you go from a petroleum engineer to a bag designer? Why do you do what you do? <laughs> so that's interesting. I know I get that a lot. So so what happens? Um, I back in Iran. So I started as a mining engineer first. That was my ba my bachelor degree. And then after that, I started like kind of finding, oh, I did like the two uh, summer kind of internship in, um, in, in, the, in the companies back in Iran. And then I found it, oh, it seems uh, one year I was in the mining, in the mine, basically. The other year I was in the office and uh, I was doing some uh, geophysical interpretation and like finding it very amazing how you can find oil and gas and like how to produce and all of those that. So basically I switched to uh, become a petroleum engineer and I moved uh, to Canada in 2009. Before that, I moved around a little bit. I worked in Iran. I worked in Venezuela. I had I did a sabbatical for my PhD in UK, and then finally I ended up coming to Calgary in Canada. For the people they don't know, Alberta uh, is the province of oil and gas in Canada, and um, I know oil and gas hasn't been really keen during the last uh, couple of years. If you're watching it, the oil price went down. We had crashed, but. And I know we are talking about the environmental and all of those things, but we know we still need oil and gas to mm. for all of our day-to-day -day things. That was the part of that. And then going to the office every day, watching women, um, I, I I close I, I basically live close to the to the office and sometimes I walk and and I see like people walking and uh, they have extra shoes um, in, in in extra bag basically or they have their lunch in another extra bag they're mm. carrying like so many stuff so and, and I hate that mm. uh, I'm very I, I I like to travel light I like to kind of like go to office very light and I don't like to have so many things in my bags. And uh, most of us, we are guilty that we are piling up all, all our stuff in the bags and we are not <laughs> organized, right? Like how many times you want to find your key, you cannot find it. Or you want to find your wallet, you cannot find it. Or so then, you, like me, have a nickname called the bag lady because I have Exactly, so right? There, there, <laughs> there are many people like you and me, basically. And I was just like, okay, we are speaking in the same language everywhere, I guess. <laughs> 
uh, on that part. And then I was just like, okay, is there any way that we can engineer this bag? Mm. And uh, so I had this in my mind for like five years and I was just like, okay, I have to make that happen. Um, so after doing lots of survey, interviewing women, like what do you really carry? And uh, it, it started with the Google form survey, kind of like sending it to friends and like people in the Facebook page and things like just asking how many like items do you carry in your bag? And what I wanted, I wanted to really encourage people, less is more. <laughs> you don't have to carry many, many, many stuff. If you see it from the top, you will see like where the things are. Yeah. And just carry what you need. You don't, I mean, just make sure about your shoulder. You are getting, I mean, I'm getting older. Next week, it's going to be my birthday. I'm turning 45. I didn't say that, but. Happy birthday. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, we are getting to the, we're, we're getting age. And that's like, okay, so um, what kind of bag I want to carry that, I, I mean, you can use it. And I use the leather because I wanted to make sure it's light enough. Mm. So I choose the leather and I ask my manufacturer specifically, just make sure the feeling that you are, start, you are using between, make sure it's really light. Mm. And uh, so we did so many samples to make sure it, it's one of the lightest bag is in the, in the, wow. in the market basically. Um, comparing to the competitors, basically they have like the same kind of, bags and the other thing that i was thinking um i don't want to carry a gym bag to office i want to still look professional mm. yeah i want to have a structure and uh, so that the shoe compartment that i have i have some customers that they're using it as a lunch box basically that's actually uh, one of my favorite compartment because there's uh, nothing worse than putting your shoes with your lunch and with all the other things like my phone, for example, that goes on my face. I'm going to have my shoes on it. It just that doesn't yeah. make sense. Yeah, exactly. That's that's what we are talking about, right? Um, so I was just like, and then if you, if, you, if you decide to not to carry your shoes, you can just like fold it back and it's become a normal bag. So it's really, it's the soft mm. kind of like compartment. It's waterproof. Uh, and the inside is the sweat. It has a good feeling in it when you look at it. So... It's it's not top luxury of like bag with the that's gonna break your bank, but it's a good quality and um, and we got the one year warranty from the manufacturer if anything break basically. That is so, so can, good. Yeah, but it's not just a bag on its own though. It's also got. I was on your website earlier. It's also got like a little other oh, pouch yeah. bag that you can put on it as well. Exactly. It's, the, it's become a crossbody. You can, it's the pouch. Yeah. It's kind of like the small wallet. And uh, I'm glad you asked because the concept behind it is I go to the office at the lunchtime. I want to go grab a coffee or grab mm -hmm. a lunch with, with someone or I want to go somewhere after work and I don't want to carry my big one. So it's the grab and go basically uh, yeah. and, and comes together. So um, I think that's the complete package for someone to go out and doesn't have to kind of like say, oh, I should have had this in my bag or I should have like kind of like I should have had like the separate bags for my night out or like for going just to grabbing. And the reason it has a crossbody because I had this issue <laughs> of going and buying lunch 
and I have my phone in my hand, I have my wallet in my hand, I have a coffee and lunch and I cannot like kind of like move yeah. around, but this is the crossbody you can just easily put, even like when you travel, hopefully we go back to traveling. <laughs> <laughs> so you can put your passport easily in it, your boarding mm. pass easily in it, and and I traveled with it a lot when when I had when when I haven't really launched the business, so I just wanted to mm. make sure it's um, it's kind of like working properly. When I looked yeah. at it, I was like, that is definitely my kind of bag because it solved, it really does solve all the problems. And it kind of makes sense that an engineer would design a bag that's really functional. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the purpose of that, right? Otherwise, yeah. um, I don't call myself, I'm a fashion designer or things. <laughs> no. Hey, the I, bag I still looks that. really pretty. Thank it's, you. It's functional, but also stylish. And I think that's one of your sort of aim is that, I don't want just a normal bag that's like normal looking. Mm -hmm. At least it's got some style and pizzazz yeah. to it as well. So I absolutely love that. Now, when you were saying to your parents, I'm going to study as an engineer or a mining engineer, what were what did they say back in all those days? And, and why did you want to become an engineer working in the mines? Uh that's interesting because at the same time that I had an option to be a mining engineer, I had the option to be architect. And <laughs> I really loved to be an architect. I was like basically aiming for that. Yeah. And then I got to this mining engineering school, which it was the first time back in Iran that they were accepting female kind of engineer to become a mining engineer. And it was five of us in the class and the whole kind of like this mining school, they were all kind of like boys club, basically. Like we walked in just like, what the heck they are doing here, right? <laughs> and I remember on the day that we went to register, uh, the most of the um, lecturer and professors there and just like, you guys go and, should go and just change your major. This is not the place that you are gonna be. Guess what? All of us, we became mining engineer, like something like it was five of us. And those four, they're still in the mining engineer. I'm the only one I kind of like branched out to the petroleum engineering. And one of my friends, she actually, she's in South Africa. She is a mining engineer there and uh, kind of like more in the geomechanic part that is mm -hmm. like, she doesn't go often to the mi mining, uh, to the mine basically, but but yeah, it's and and my parents, they basically they registered me for the architect uh, kind of <laughs> school for one semester because they thought I'm gonna be kind of like regret that and I'm gonna come back. And that was a private school. And the reason I didn't want to go because it was a private school, it was very expensive. I'm like, oh, I don't think that I want to go to a private school either. So anyway, that was, uh, and everybody, it was like my parents, they were okay. I guess my whole family, like their uncles and everybody just like, you didn't <laughs> go to the architecture, like a school, like what was wrong with you, right? <laughs> and um, so what happened next? The, it was very interesting. I came back home with my bachelor degree and I couldn't find job. Like everywhere mm. I was going, like, uh, if you want to volunteer, you can volunteer, but this is like the guys club, basically. You cannot get in. 
So I stayed home for one year. I stayed with my parents for, for one year and I studied for to kind of like get into the master. And that's why I had to continue because <laughs> like, okay, I'm not getting to the mining kind of like, uh, kind of like job. So I'm going to kind of like continue and just branch out to the petroleum engineering. And that's what happened. And here I am. So I, and that's what happened. Mm. But yeah, my, my parents' reaction at the beginning was uh, kind of a little bit, uh, the, my parents, they weren't really kind of like coming and saying, why did you do that? And just blaming me. They're not that kind of people, but uh, but anyway, um, I think maybe deep down they had like, is she crazy or something? <laughs> but <laughs> but uh, but you know what? They trusted me, mm. and they trusted my kind of like um, decision that I made. And it was really good. It was a good journey. It's so interesting because I'm the opposite. So I started in architecture. I finished mm. my five years degrees and in the end I was like if I can study master's in project management it's going to make me a better architect yeah but guess what it was a point of no return as soon as I started project management I fell in love with it and I have never practiced as an architect since wow wow but the funny thing is my dad still thinks I'm using everything I've learned from architecture and he still thinks I sit in the office and draw all day so the conversation mm. after 15 years is still what are you doing walking on the top of a <laughs> scaffold your life insurance doesn't cover it you should be in the office drawing <laughs> <laughs> that's interesting yeah that's so interesting. it's a real joke now it's um it's, it's funny how our parents perceive our career in a way, but mm-hmm. the industry has progressed so much and there's so many more girls. Right. And traditionally, you just wouldn't see girls in those industries that we are in, Correct. right? yeah. So what would you say to perhaps a high school graduate that's looking to get into your field or my field um, or maybe somebody who's currently studying engineering and they're kind of thinking, what am I doing? I'm about to go out to this world you know, there's going to be so many guys out there. What would you say is three of your top skills that has allowed you to have such a successful career in mm-hmm. mining and in engineering? First of all, they have to love what they are doing, right? That's that's the thing. It's like if it if someone is forcing you to do some things, don't do it. Just like mm. find your passion. You're very young. I mean. Um, this, yeah, it's really, if I was 18, so I, I might do something different, right? Who mm. knows? Like, especially these days, there are some jobs that they haven't been existed that time. No. Right? Um, like social media, marketing, mm. those are stuff. I'm so interested in those part of that too. And I'm like, okay, I'm learning stuff. Like, uh, but, but I think one of the things that uh, I was, I had a confidence. Uh, even even deep down, maybe it was just like, oh, can I do this or not? I wasn't showing it most of the time. So it was just like, and one of the things I'm still guilty at work, I always put my hands up. Oh, I'll do it, right? And then after that, I'm like, okay, I'm burning out. Why did I say yes to everything? <laughs> um, so that happens to me a lot, even like, I was feeling it that way this week at work. I was just like, oh, someone else could have picked it up, but I was just like, <laughs> jumped in. I'm like, I'm going to do that. 
being persistent and uh, make sure you have a voice in, in the company uh, because that's one of my lesson learned. You always have to talk about yourself and your um, skill set loud because people, they won't see you or they don't know what you want to go in career. And that was one of my mistakes, not mistake, they didn't think that I didn't know. I thought that I do my job and they see me and they promote me and see that. But it seems, no, you have to also talk with your peers and your manager and everybody say where, where I want to go and what I want to mm-hmm. do, basically. That's part of that that I'm still learning. <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah, if... And, and the other thing, I believe in hard work. Sometimes mm-hmm. um, you get disappointed. Your hard work, sometimes it doesn't recognize. But you have to just keep going and keep doing. Finally, it happens. Like, I had those conversations with many people. Uh, and I guess sometimes we get to that mid-crisis life, uh, kind of like midlife crisis that we are now in. I mean, I am in maybe to just like, okay, um, okay, do I still want to do this? Or do mm-hmm. I want to kind of like change or what, what I want to do? But I don't know how many advice I gave. Did I give three or not? But just <laughs> be, yeah, yeah. Just be persistent. Just mm-hmm. have a loud voice and make sure you love your job. I guess those three is going to help you to basically go to the next level. That is so good. And I think even, I think for female, that's a common thing, right? To be able to voice ourselves and not feel like we're mm-hmm. too confident in a way. Yeah, yeah. So how, yeah do you, and- how do you do that? Have you got a tip for that? Um, push yourself, I guess. You have to. You have to really yeah. push yourself to say stuff. Like otherwise, mm. it's really difficult. I have. I have. I sat in meetings that they always cut me off when I stop mm. talking, and you feel like you're in the competition. You have to just like say. But one thing I'm learning now, you have to practice what you want to say. And I'm just learning it now. Maybe it's a little bit late, but I'm learning it. Like you have to practice what you want to say and you have to be on the point and you have to think from top view, like how, what they want to hear. And it's difficult. It is difficult. You have to, especially if you work in the big corporate company, it's, it's different from like, if you are working in a small company, it's, it's different. And, uh, and, and practice like the project management, as you said, that you're you are the project management. You, I mean, for every single project that we get, uh, you have to have a timeline. You have to ha- you have to kind of like know what you are doing. And sometimes we rush stuff, and uh, some point is uh, kind of like miss, and we have to redo. <laughs> it's like start from scratch again. Mm, uh, just. Those are all kind of uh, Mm -hmm. what I would say. So now tell me about Pensata. Obviously, you've created it and it's now launched. It's now out there. Has anyone ever asked you this question, like now you've got this brand of yours, are you ever going to quit your corporate career (laughs) and just really focusing on creating bags for women? It's really, I know they, they, I get that question, but it's really early. I think mm. one of the reasons I had Pensada was like, um, I think it was for my satisfaction to build something mm. and own it. 
and uh, kind of like lead it the way that uh, I really wanted. That's the part is really satisfy me mm-hmm. and and try to kind of like give back to the community. This is the part that I was missing from my uh, maybe uh, day job that uh, some some part of it is out of my control. I wanted to kind of like have some things and practice business. And I love the business side of like uh, Pensata or any company. I like to see what is in and out of it. It's, it's not only designing it. It's a whole mm-hmm. package of like running a business. It's It was very... Uh, interesting for me to kind of learn and I was just okay I'm gonna start this it's gonna go slow because I have a day job but uh, but at the same time I really like my day job too mm. like I, I enjoy it and it was it, it's very interesting I'm a little bit branching out I had some uh, coaching uh, session last two weeks ago on the leadership and they were asking me, uh, where do you get your energy? And I was just like, I always get my energy from my day job. Like I used to kind of like basically now have pensata, so it's different, but Mm. really that was like kind of where, when I go to office, I see people and, and I like really working in a team. so I get lots of energy when I get a project and I need to finish it and things. And uh, don't get me wrong, sometimes it's very stressful because you have a deadline and it's like, and and the work I do is very technical. It's not something that if I push myself and have more time on it, it's going to be done. Sometimes it's a technical work that you have mm. to kind of solve things and you have to iterate stuff and doing this stuff until the combination comes out and it's very time consuming and uh, so but but I enjoy it I, I see that um, as my own I was treating every single project in my uh, at the office as my own business and Pensata is another project for me mm. let's put it that way this is my my own kind of like project that I like to kind of like move it forward plan it and learning and um and now outside after five, and you know what? COVID helped me because <laughs> in some point, because we went virtual. Mm. Now I am attending lots of like meetings who, which are virtual and they are after 5 p.m. So I can kind of like get home and like kind of like sit in those meetings and listen to people and other people when the time allows. Yeah. I'm but, glad you talked about COVID because for me, I remember that first week when we, Australia, decided to go into shutdown, it was literally how do I run a meeting where we need to look at drawings and plans and paper? Mm-hmm. And I remember having this conversation with my team. And my team, literally that was the the afternoon we had the shutdown and I had a meeting immediately after the shutdown. And I said, Tim, what are we going to do? Mm-hmm. And I remember my team member said to me, oh, let's just go on a teleconference. I'm like, dude. We can't even look at the drawings in front of us and coordinate the services that's overlapping. How do you expect us to communicate without looking at the drawings and wow. just going on teleconference? And I said, have you heard of this thing called Zoom? And I have blank faces. Mm. And 
it really excites me because imagine the amount of traffic, imagine the amount of traveling that our teams used to spend. And I think we've become a lot more, um, sort of speaking on behalf of the construction industry in Australia, I think we've become yeah. a lot more productive that way. And we're also a lot more time conscious in a way. My meetings are now, you know, from 30 minutes to an hour, whereas in the past it used to be 90 minutes, two hours. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's, it's draining. Yeah. And it's time consuming. Yeah. So yeah. I'm actually celebrating COVID quite a bit. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. We were one of those companies that we basically we got back to office really early. So mm. after a couple of months, because we had our own offices, each person has their own office. So it was easier for the company. We got back. But um, yeah, COVID basically showed us like how everything can be upside down in a couple of days, basically. <laughs> yeah. And then you have to be ready. Or mm. if you are not ready, you have to kind of like quickly act and mm. change your behavior and change your and pivot basically from what you are kind of like doing. And, and it's, it's not easy. For sure. No. And, uh, and lots, yeah. You talk about resilient a lot, right? I think being resilient really helps when you jump into situations like this. Um, and I imagine you're the same kind of pe- person as well, where it's like, okay, we've got a situation. How can we be creative around the situation right. and get ourselves yeah. out of it? And I think mm-hmm. that's the engineering part. And, and really my question to you is, can you see the parallel between designing your brand, which is Pensada, and what you do in your day job? What I see in common, basically, you, mm-hmm. you say, it's all about project management. We go <laughs> right. back to saying, like, it's basically like, like yeah, how, how like designing it's one thing, uh, planning ahead is another thing. So right now for my business, I have a virtual assistant that she's helping me out. So, and uh, and she's another country, basically. Mm. And, uh, and so the way that we communicate, we communicate through LinkedIn and message each other. And then after that, it's like, okay, I want this. And then we, we, we have a weekly meeting for one hour. Um, I just had a meeting with her like today morning, like, okay, these are some stuff. And uh, I, I'm not saying I'm perfect because um, I'm not. <laughs> but sometimes it's not about perfection. It's sometimes mm-hmm. it's like moving forward and you're learning, right? So it has been like a couple of months that we are working together. And I think we are getting better and better and we understand each other now. So I guess the common things is really project management and then how to lead the stuff and that's the most important part of it and and value people and value people's uh, um, I think we're going to branch to another topic mental health mm. <laughs> make sure where they are mm. like like it's interesting like for example yesterday was maybe I was thinking like okay I come back from the office and uh, we have a meeting and doing it and then I got home and I was just like I can't, I'm so drained. I cannot have that meeting like in, in overnight. And I, I just messaged her. I'm like, can we do it like tomorrow morning? And she was like, yes. So, okay, yeah, I think you're more fresh in the morning to do have a meeting. <laughs> Otherwise, I think at night I'm going to be just like, mm. my, my, I'm, I'm, I'm the morning person. So at night I'm not functioning properly, I guess. <laughs> 
So it's yeah. more, it's not just managing your team, right? It's also managing your own state of being. Correct. Well. Yeah. 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 So let's okay. talk about that. I'm glad, I'm glad you mentioned mental health because I don't know about in your industry in Canada, in Australia, in construction, we've got about a million population that's in construction and there's about 260-ish men committed suicide every single year. So that's actually, yep, yes way. So that's the highest fatality in the construction industry. So we talk about safety a lot. Mm -hmm. Safety is only, so the death by suicide is six times more than death by safety incidents on site. Oh. So I have a very passionate space about mental health. And what I really would love to ask you is how do you manage your mental health? Because obviously, you know, mining and petroleum, it's actually really stressful. There's a lot of deadlines. There's a lot of, like you said, sometimes it's not just the time. Time Mm -hmm. can't even help you at times when when you are waiting for a result, right? So how do you manage your own mental health while Ah, running a job? Yep. (laughs) Especially now you've got Pensada as well, right? It's a lot. And uh, Mm. so um, in my role, I used to have lots of research work, which is like it gave me time to kind of like doing it. But with everything has been changed and oil and gas is kind of like different now. Um, So I get a lot more deadline, I guess, now. And I have like more more stuff that I need to do and it's really Mm. difficult to do like five jobs at the same time do five five kind of like project at the same time Um, so prioritizing is kind of like one of the things uh, I guess you have to see like which one is more important the other one Uh, and and sometimes um, it's get out of hand too, right? And then, uh, and then you have to have a good relationship and good communication and talk mm. with with the people around you, like with your manager. And say, okay, this is the situation I am. How we can solve this, right? And and sometimes I don't, I don't act perfectly. I was just stressed out, and that was that was this week for me. Like I have a good example of that. And um, Thursday morning, just called my. <laughs> boss and I'm like and my boss is in US and I have another um, kind of like long distance kind of like manager also so I called him like this project they want it by next week I don't see it's gonna happen we have to have a meeting with their managers and see like how we can do it because I have like other works to do and mm. basically stuff like that and uh, like at the beginning even my even like my my marriage he didn't get very well because <laughs> like what we cannot make the deadline next mm-hmm. week like you know um and i guess i was maybe a little bit upset at the beginning but then i what i did we arranged a meeting for the afternoon but i was feeling like okay i need to talk with my manager again before we get to that meeting and we talk and i was just like i understand that we gave that kind of like deadline but what we forget like this scope has changed. Mm. So they came up with the new maps and newer stuff. And I have to redo all of those things. And uh, we need lots of doing back and forth. Like we can give like some, some kind of maybe um, quick and dirty stuff, but that's the part. So I'm glad like I came back and talked to him again, just before mm. the meeting happens. Otherwise, um, 
I mean, uh, kind of like I get out of hand. And I'm just like, okay, I'm stressed out. I cannot do my job anymore. Like mm. this is not going to happen. And like, it's, it doesn't matter if I work even like 24 hours per day because it's, it's, it's needs some time basically mm. to digest and make sure. And maybe there is a shortcut. And the whole meeting in the afternoon was talking about like, okay, we are in that kind of like situation right now. What we could do to kind of like, what solution we can come up mm. that doesn't need this particular kind of mm. like uh, result or maybe we can go back to the older result or we can communicate better. So it all come back to the communication. But what I would do for myself, which um, kind of like this week was a lesson learned for me that I need to do to start doing exercise that I'm not doing. Maybe I need to go for a walk that I'm not doing. Mm. Uh, I took a massage, but, <laughs> but it was like, okay, maybe that's kind of like helpful. But, but um, I'm guilty of that too. That mm. I can say that. And uh, I was talking to myself like during the last couple of days, like you have to think about your health also. And that was my conversation with my manager. I'm just like, mm-hmm. you know what? This is very important, but I feel like I'm kind of like drowning here. And I like my health is not, it's, it's kind of the most important things for me right now. So yeah. I have to kind of like take care of that too. And, mm. and I know at, at, at company, they know that I have pensata, but the pensata is all, everything is happening after five and during weekend, basically. So it's, it's a different story, which is kind of like, yeah, burning out me, uh, but at the same time, it's give me energy. So I'll try mm-hmm. to kind of like meet my friends for coffee. We still can go for coffee here. So <laughs> just like we don't go to each other home, but we go for coffee or like mm-hmm. after this today, I'm going to go and meet my friend, just like have some like kind of relaxed time and doing that. So that's kind of like, we have to do. And and the other thing is like, I talk with my family uh, almost every day to make sure we have that uh, kind of like connections all the time. That is so good. And I think quite often a lot of us women in particular that we forget if we don't have our health, we can't take care of everyone else around us, right? If you don't have your health, there's nothing that you could do. You'll be in Mm -hmm. bed, you'll be in hospital. What are you going to do then? Exactly. There's no no career, there's no family. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. That, That was my first reaction. I was just, I called my husband, I think the first thing. It was just like, I'm, I'm burning <laughs> like he was like just breathe just relax everything is gonna be okay so th- that's good to have also support yes. yeah um especially 2020 for me has been a roller coaster it started in january with my mom became sick and i went mm. back home and unfortunately we lost her I'm and so uh, thank you and then and the COVID happened and my flight got cancelled so i was just talking there and i was just like okay what is my next step what am i supposed to do we just buried my mom like in five days ago and now i'm dealing with this um the whole stress that Mm. i think i went through this year it's all of on top of all of things that happened and uh i think the first thing i did i called the agency and i said just get me out of here with any any flight heading out. So I found, we found a flight going out to Kuala Lumpur in Malaysia. So I basically, uh, I was in the 60 hours 
kind of like journey to get back home. And uh, and then self-isolate myself for 14 days. And as soon as I got back to office, everybody started shutting down and working from home. So, um, so my COVID and everything started from like January, February, wow. and everything happened. But, you know, one of the things is um, you have to have some things in your hand and you have to have a hobby and plan and things in your Things. And what is kind of like I think my uh, the my way of like coping with my mom's uh, not being here was like launching pensata. It's like I launched it in June in the middle of COVID, and I'm like, okay, I have to do it uh, for just for my sake of like saying this is check mark and it's done. <laughs> and now we go to the next step. Your mom would be so proud of you, Sam. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah, so it's 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 what it is. It's life is happening, and we have to move forward. And mm. you, ha- you find your way, and just going. Yeah, that is such a beautiful story. Um, last question: What's your advice for? Because I know a lot of people in our industries, especially women, that has got a passion for something else on the side. And quite often it's that word fear of mm-hmm. failure, that mm-hmm. fear stopping us from really taking that step forward. What if I lose my job? Or what if, you know, this doesn't launch? What if I fail at this? What if it doesn't happen? So what's your advice for someone who's sitting on a brilliant idea, but fear is in the way of them launching it? Um, I would say, think about it this way. You can go to a school spend 40 grand and get an MBA, you can learn it through your business and your idea. So uh, th- that was the way I, t- I started my own. I was like, okay, do I want to go back and start another uh, kind of like degree? Or I want to, <laughs> I was just like, no, I- I'm not going to go back to school. Why are you kidding me? <laughs> or just learn it through what you are doing. And I I invested in myself. I had a coach to kind of like how to launch a product first. And the learning part of it, it adds lots of value to you. Even if you, I don't call it failure, if it doesn't go anywhere, mm. uh, still you did learn uh, a skill set, new yeah. skill set. That's the important part that is adding value. And don't go crazy and spend like 40K or like something like that. It depends. Like, do you have a business plan or mm. how do you want to do it? Do you want to do it as a side hustle or you want to kind of like go full in? That's a decision that you make. Mm. But if you have a fear, you can always test your idea in in a very less expensive way. It's like what you did, right? You went and did your market research. You asked exactly. women what do they put in their bags. And yeah. I think it's like there's there are a lot of logical women out there. It's really mm-hmm. the way that I see it, having been in business for five years now, it's it actually goes hand in hand. Mm-hmm. So what we are good at with our career is actually going to help our business. But what we're learning in this new business skill set is actually going to help our career tremendously. That's the perfect way of saying that. And that's, yeah, exactly. So both of them, they're helping each other. And since I started Pensara, I have been involved in so many 
organization for women and um, one of them is called Shio. I don't know if you have heard of I them. I actually have, yeah. Yeah, and they are in Australia too. They started from mm. Canada and they are now in Australia. Mm. And uh, you you meet lots of other women entrepreneurs mm. uh, or entrepreneurs, basically the people that they kind of want to be entrepreneurs. And yeah, <laughs> I love that. Yeah, yeah that, that's a term that I learned from CEOs. Like, okay, <laughs> who you are, basically. And, and the beauty of that, you're helping other women kind of like uh, start their business and that. And it's a beautiful community to be in. Mm. And, and you're giving back to women. As far as we know, I think it's, um, what they are saying is around like less than, it's around 2.6% of women are CEO. So yeah. you're helping them. You're helping our community to kind of like grow. And I don't call myself feminist because I believe that everybody, men and women do the good job. They should grow and they should go to the next level. But unfortunately, there are some unconscious bias. We know yeah. that. And and we know if the guys um, know 30% of the job, they have more confidence as woman that who knows 80% of the job. And, and I'm guilty of that too. So, and sometimes I feel like, okay, I know everything, but I don't put it, mm. messaging it out properly. Mm. Um, so I get so maybe deep in the details that I don't see the bigger sp- a scope of that. So uh, look at the big picture. That's, that's whole my blog is about, like resiliency and looking at the bigger picture and see what you gain. And, and if you make a decision. on purpose, isn't it? exactly yeah yeah and then if if you don't uh, if you decide not to do it accept it i accept mm. it that i'm not going to do this idea that's it don't don't regret it mm. uh, most probably something else comes up and then you learn about that part of that your life that is so too. empowering that is so yeah. empowering i think quite often as a woman we give our power away mm-hmm. by saying well it happened to me Right. Uh, to say that I choose not to go ahead with this idea mm-hmm. because it doesn't work for me, I think right. it's far more empowering right. message to get out there. Yeah. And then that yeah. way it's like it's not because I have failed, it's because I choose not to get ahead with go ahead with yeah. it. Yeah. That's one thing. And the other thing is there's some part of the life that is out of your control. Mm. Uh, even if I want to be a CEO in my company, it's not gonna happen, most probably. And and I and I I know that I don't have that kind of like a skill set to be there, but there's some like some level like or some stuff that I want to change around myself, but it's not un- under my control. So, but what I would do, I say, okay, I did my job. I tried it. If it doesn't work, most probably I'm gonna be uh, or I'm better. No, I'm gonna be like mad and I'm gonna be <laughs> angry that didn't happen to me. But then I always tell myself, like, you can be mad only for, like, two days. Just move uh, forward. That's it. Yeah. Done. Um, so you can you you have to kind of, like, move forward. And mm. that's um, – I'm trying. And sometimes I have a struggle to do that, too. But that's one of the things that I always tell myself. If this is not happening to you and um, so there's a reason behind it and it's out of your control, whatever it is, and – and uh, just move forward build a bridge and move forward right (laughs) get over it (laughs) get over it yeah yeah 
Oh, Sam, thank you. Thank you so much. I had so much fun with this interview. Now, how can people find you and how can people find Pensada? So Pensada.com is our website. We do have uh, our handle for Instagram is at Pensata. For Facebook is at is Pensata Bag. Mm-hmm. We have Pinterest is Pensata. So basically you search Pensata Bag, it comes up all of the videos and everything. We have YouTube channel. Uh, just for like the videos that we post. Uh, we have LinkedIn for our LinkedIn. Um, basically, we are in almost all platform except Twitter. I'm not a Twitter person for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what to do with it. Um, <laughs> I can understand. I've got no idea what to do with Twitter. <laughs> yeah. So, um, and, and you can join our uh, email list and uh, you will get all the newspaper that we have about these uh, blogging, Sales, Check out the blog. It's an amazing yeah, blog. Yeah, and uh, what what kind of like, and and we get emails about like why I started this business and why uh, there's a why behind it, and I'm hoping um, I come with more designs that what I'm working on, and hopefully we get more design. I am super so excited for you. Yeah. Amazing. Thank you. Back. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Yeah. Isn't that we need more colors yeah, in our so. life? Yeah, <laughs> I believe so. I started also with those two colors because it was like, okay, the, that's the first that most of the people they like. But but I really, I would love to add more colors to, to people's life. Yeah, you've got to yeah, it takes time. Hmm. It takes time and uh, kind of like building a brand, it's not easy. So you have to be always out there and people, they have to know you and they have to trust you. And as a new brand, they have to trust you and you have to build that trust. And and uh, when, when I launched, there were people that they are buying from Australia, Italy, and they were supposed to get their back three months later uh, because we did the pre, pre-order pre program at the beginning because we wanted to be sustainable and make sure like we are not overproducing. Mm-hmm. And the interesting part was like, okay, you know, I had to build the trust for a year and a half before I launch. It just didn't happen. And you have to be patient mm-hmm. uh, about that. So it takes time, but uh, just be persistent, as I said, and that's, part that it helped you in the corporate and will help you in their business i love yeah. that so much well sam i'm not gonna hold you up any longer so you much. need to go out and enjoy your time with your girlfriend <laughs> yeah sure yeah yeah exactly thank you so much and for everyone um who's watching check out pensata i would definitely be buying a bag or maybe two or three <laughs> <laughs> that would be nice yeah <laughs> That would be great. Thank you so much. And for those of you watching, thank you, thank you, thank you. Bye. Thank you, Lana. Bye. Are you inspired to start taking action towards your next big dreams and expand your range so you can create a life of your dreams? The Womanly Way Mastermind is my six-month group coaching plus one-on-one program where I help and support women increase their range, finding balance in their life, finding self-confidence as well as taking them through each and every step towards their next big dreams. If you're interested, please contact me through 
all of my social media platforms or you can email me direct on Angela at AngelaWang.com.au. I am super excited and I can't wait to help and support you through this next chapter of your life and support you through expansion, growth and embodiment. If you enjoyed today's episode, be sure to subscribe and leave a five-star review on iTunes or whatever platform you are listening on. Share this podcast with your friends and follow at The Womanly Way on Instagram for glimpses behind the scenes, teasers of upcoming content, and juicy snippets of the best interviews. Or if you prefer to watch the show live and interact with my guest and I, Feel free to follow me on Facebook or YouTube at Angela Wang, The Womanly Way. Catch you in the next episode.